Hi, I'm Amber. I'm a healer and a teacher, and my website is www.sacredspacehealing.org. The work I specialize in is core wound healing work, inner child healing work, uh, block clearing, including ancestral healing, and also sacred union uh, healing work and meditation work. So uh, it is a new body of work that I'm really um, privileged to be putting out there, which is focused on sacred union. And so a few of the podcasts that are going to be coming out uh, for a bit are going to be focused on sacred union, sexual energy, and the dance between the masculine and the feminine. And today's podcast is focused on sexual energy. Um, There's so much that could be said, but um, I will only touch on a few matters here and then probably dive into some more stuff later on. The, The main thing, I think, to voice, um, which I think we're all feeling in lots of different ways, is how much sexual energy has become a um, has become abused in our everyday society. It's lost its sacredness, and this podcast is about a remembering of the sacredness of sexuality and sexual energy. We only have to turn on our TV, go to the cinema, pick up a book, pick up a newspaper page three, um, to see how sexualized everything has become, not only for women as it's been for decades, but also now for men. You know, a perfume ad is basically telling you wear this perfume and you'll have hot sex. Uh, A chocolate ad is basically telling you eat this chocolate and you'll have hot sex. Um, Everything seems to be linked with sex as if the only thing in life that we want is a quick shag is a is a quick moment with someone and from talking to clients for years and working with students for years and just from you know generally talking to people in my everyday life underneath that veneer of yeah he's hot she's cool I do her I do him is the truth of the fact that we're all looking for union we're all looking for someone who's going to love us unconditionally and accept us for who we are and that we'll, you know, we'll wake up in their arms and we'll go to sleep in their arms and we'll know what it is to feel safe and loved and protected and to feel happy. And every human being is looking for that beneath the veneer of I've had her and I'll do him, which is the veneer that we're taught and have been taught sadly for decades now from school upwards. So sexuality, sexual energy has become something that's become bastardized in a way. You know, it's become something that no longer has um, its potential for divine and incredible healing and acceleration and enlightenment that it once did in ancient times. All of you know this. In the deepest part of your souls, you know this. You know that sexual energy is your gateway to something greater you know that when you experience that moment of bliss, when you are lost in the physical, emotional, spiritual surrender of uh, an orgasm, of that union with someone, that you feel, even if for the briefest of moments, a sense of transcendence, a sense of oneness, a sense of timelessness, a sense of union. We all know that. We all know that's the experience that's there waiting for us. And rather than necessarily revere that and see it as a temple into which we shall bestow our gifts, pray, prostrate, and 
surrender, we treat it like another quick fix. We treat it like a hit, much in the same way. It's an interesting times that we're in, in that the sacredness of so much has become so much like a takeaway. I've seen it with ayahuasca ceremonies in the UK, is that sacred medicine, something that is so profound, profound healing, profound enlightenment, has become another quick hit for people. You can, uh, Thankfully, I don't mix with the kind of people who see it as just another high. But I hear from others that their experiences, their understanding of, say, ayahuasca or peyote comes from people saying, yeah, I, you know, I went to a ceremony last weekend and I got off my face. It was amazing. Just treating it like it's another drug. And it's not. It's a transcendent experience that can change your life, does change your life. And we've created that with sexual energy. A quick fumble here, a quick poke there, uh, you know, a, a quick a quick grope, a bit of pornography here, a quick trip to a, a prostitute there, a quick trip to a, a lap dancing bar there, and we've got our quick fix and off we go. And we're left feeling completely unfulfilled, much in the same way if we'd gone to a takeaway and had something that pretended and called itself 100% beef but was anything but 100% beef. Um, you know, anything but the real deal. So we're living in a society where we're consuming things that are much of a much less lower vibration than the real deal, but what we're actually seeking is the real deal. Sacred sexuality then, sexual energy, is the energy that underpins everything. It's the life force. It's what birthed us. It's what births this planet. It's what gives us food. It's what gives us everything that we feed off is coming from a place of uh, sexual energy, of creativity, the sacral chakra, um, the union of the masculine and the feminine, an explosion of energy that creates something. And we're all excited by that. And we all recognize that. And we all want to be a part of that. In ancient times, it was understood that a man entered a woman. He entered the, the, the dark secret spaces of the divine feminine in order to get closer to God in order to get closer to oneness. As, the, as he entered a woman, he entered a sacred space, and he did so with grace and with love and with gentleness and with power and with truth and integrity and with purity because he was entering a sacred space. And he knew that the feminine held the secrets to the universe deep within her womb because deep within her womb from that place of darkness comes light. She has the ability to bring life into the world. From the darkness comes light. From the darkness comes life. And there is something very magical. If we just sit with the resonance of that, from the dark space of the womb comes life. A woman incubates something, life, for nine months. She feeds it. She holds space for it. She loves it unconditionally. She endures incredible discomfort suffering, pain, her emotions, her hormones, her physical pain, mental distress, whatever she may go through, and experiences incredible love and joy as her body is molding itself to new life. She brings life into the world through the tiniest space in her body, she endures the pain of that. Many women are cut open. Many women experience damage when they give birth. It's such an incredibly powerful thing 
that a woman goes through to bring life into the world. Therefore, how can we not look at her body and see her body as so sacred and see her her sexual organs as so sacred? Everything has become just overexposed now. Women are told to be ashamed of their bodies because their bodies don't look a certain way, because they aren't thin enough or they're too thin or because um, their bodies are lopsided in some way or too hairy or not hairy enough or whatever. It's nonsense. We're being dictated to by I don't even know who, probably a small group of men somewhere who are telling us what to think about sex, about a woman's uh, sexual organs, uh, about a woman's body and about a man's role in union. We're being told that it is a cool thing, that it is the right thing for us to have no strings attached sex, for us to have a quick shag and move on, pull your trousers up and off you go. That that makes a man a man somehow. If he can turn around to his mates on a Friday night while watching the football with a pint glass in his hand and said, yeah, I had her, that makes him a man somehow. That's what we have been conditioned to believe is masculinity. And that somehow a woman is not a woman unless she can turn around and lose her virginity at a really young age and, and tell you all the sexual experiences that she has had with a man, random men. Somehow there's something wrong with her if she's not out there giving her body to any man who may be interested in her or showing her body off. Somehow there's something wrong with her if she chooses to veil herself in some way, if it's through choice. What a woman wishes to do with her body is entirely up to her. But we're told that it has to be a certain way. Sacred sexuality and sacred union fundamentally knows that a man's power is not in how many women he's bedded and then forgotten. A man's power is not in how quickly he's come. A man's power is not in how long he could go all night long or how hard he could stay. None of that is about a man's true power. A man's power lies in his ability to revere the feminine, to honour her to make a woman feel honoured and safe and protected and loved and equal and elevated all at the same time. He does this because he knows that she holds the secrets to the universe in her womb. He knows that she births life. He came from a woman's body. The experience is so profound being with a woman is being with that that brings life into the world. And he knows that when in sacred union with the feminine, she can bring life to his greatest desires. She can birth his greatest potential, his ideas, his dreams, his wishes. Whatever he wishes to do in the world, however he wishes to conquer the world, she can assist him with that. She can birth that for him. And all that she asks in return is that he holds space for her that he protects her, that he guards over her, her sacredness, her sensitivity, that he elevates her and honours her. That doesn't mean he's a doormat. It means that he respects sacred sexuality, that union. Sacred sexuality then, when we enter into union with our beloved, is not something that we do in a one-night stand when we're off our face on drugs. It's, not, it's something that we prepare for. We prepare our bodies, our physical body, our emotional body, our spiritual body, our mental body. 
we clear ourselves of baggage. We don't come into union comparing the woman or the man in front of us to old partners. We don't bring that energy into union. We don't sleep with someone yesterday and then enter into what we call sacred union the next day. That's not sacred union. That's a mixing of energies. So there has to be a period of purification when both the male and the female are cleansing themselves of the past, of old wounds, of old relationships, are coming to better understand their sexual energy, how it rises, how it falls, what it needs, its truth. How that sexual energy can come up and come up all the chakras and go into the heart so it becomes a blazing place of love and then travel further up, up into the higher chakras, up out through the crown. And so it takes us to a higher level of consciousness. Sacred sexuality is not about just the orgasm. In fact, the orgasm isn't even important. It's about the flow of that energy. Allowing that energy to become something that is about an elevated level of consciousness. And in that elevated level of consciousness, when the masculine and the feminine come together within us and without, as in there is emerging in the physical world and there is emerging in our inner worlds, the power of that creates so much light, creates so much healing, that with intention we can change this planet. They were onto something in the swinging 60s and the era of flower power, when love would change the world. What it became was about promiscuity in lots of ways. But what they were onto was the fact that when love is, when sex is consciously entered into, when love is consciously entered into, when it's entered into with an open heart and with sacredness, the energy of that can literally change anything. We can direct the energy of sexual excitement in a healing way or in a destructive way. We can be mindless about it because we're off our faces and we're thinking negative thoughts or we're busy thinking about our ex or we're thinking about the other person that we fancy but we're with this person tonight or whatever it is. We can be mindless about it or we can be mindful. We can be consciously connecting with someone's energy field, with their heart, with their soul, with the, their inner God, with our inner God, with the divine we can be calling in our spirit guides and calling in our angel helpers and calling in those that love us to surround us in protection, surround us in light. We can ask that this be sacred. We can create a sacred space in our homes, a temple space. And that we enter our homes, we enter this temple space with reverence, clean, purified, ready, present. Now that doesn't mean that we have to be, you know, perfect. It doesn't mean that if you smoke a cigarette, you know, you can't, come into sacred union it doesn't mean if you have the odd drink you can't come into sacred union you know it's not for me to dictate this this is for your own authenticity to dictate but if you think about it sacred union is about emerging between the masculine and the feminine it's about emerging between two bodies you want that merging to be as pure as possible so the light that you create is as pure as possible it's not going to be pure if you're coming into that or your partner is coming into that uh from a relationship they haven't really cleared or because they're high in some way, they've taken drugs or because they're drunk. That's not going to create a clear space for union. It's going to create muddied energies and the muddied energies will just jar. And what will happen is we will have a mindless experience where all that we're fixated on is the physical pleasure. The point of sacred sexuality is that we're, fi we're focused on more than just physical pleasure. 
which is temporary, which is elusive, which is addictive. The thing that will satisfy us is when that union is a union of all bodies. It is physical, yes, but it's also emotional, mental, spiritual, etheric, astral, celestial. It's all the bodies. And when we merge with all the bodies, we're going to come out of that experience satisfied, invigorated, empowered, enriched, strong. We're not going to feel depleted, needy, wanting more, unsure, insecure. That only comes up when we're not merging with all the bodies. Because one or both partners are not in a place to do that. For whatever reason, whether there's you know, uh, alcohol there or drugs there or there's um, trauma in the body or there's distraction or whatever it is, which is why we have to come into that space of sacred union mindfully and gently. It also means that it's not just about the physical union. So the, 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 the dynamic between the male and the female and the merging of those bodies can happen etherically anyway. It can happen through meditation. It can happen through a connection at the heart chakra. It can happen in the dream space. And it happens from a space of love, not because we're abusing our thoughts or we're trying to control someone's energy field. So that when we finally come together with our beloved in the, in, in the physical, it's just the physical now that, that needs to kind of um, align. Everything else is already aligned, which is why sacred sexuality and sacred union really requires us to be connecting to the divine, to the beloved, to love, to unconditional love on all levels. What we have a tendency to do is rush into it in the physical. Let's quickly get the physical out the way and then maybe somehow that will create the emotional. But it's far more powerful if we're creating it emotionally, etherically, energetically, mentally, spiritually. And then we come together in the physical. Because the physical, in a sense, for some people will be the most challenging, but often it's the kind of the easiest. It's all the other layers that are challenging. You know, coming together with someone emotionally is often the challenge. It's the wounded child that's interacting with another wounded child. That's the challenge. So when we enter into sacred sexuality, we ensure that we've, we've cleared and healed or at least have the emotional maturity to be able to look at those parts of ourselves that are going to get triggered in sacred sexuality, which they will. And parts of us are going to get triggered in all interactions, but we will tend to ignore those triggers. You know, we'll tend to say, well, I didn't fancy her very much, or he wasn't quite my type, or, you know, he was like every other bloke, he was blah, rather than actually looking at what the trigger is that may have come up in us. And sometimes the trigger is something really tiny. Someone doesn't, you know, like the perfume we're wearing, or they don't like the same piece of music as us. And we don't know why, but that suddenly triggers us. We suddenly feel unloved and unwanted and rejected. Now, that isn't because this person doesn't like the same piece of music as us. People are allowed to not like the things that we like. But if we're triggered to such a degree, it means that there's wounding within us that we have to look at. And sacred sexuality will bring this up. All sexual interaction will bring this up. All emotional interaction will bring this up. But when it's done with sacred intention, it will be even more intense because it's coming up for healing. And when, that's why it's sacred, because then we have an opportunity to look at these things that are keeping us separated from being in our power. We can't live our lives so easily triggered. We have to be uh, masters of our emotions and our thoughts and our desires. So sexual energy is something that is deeply profound and can deeply change the world that we live in and can offer incredible healing 
for, for ourselves and for our partner when it's done consciously. But it must be entered into consciously. And so often it isn't. So actually the intention behind this podcast is for every person who listens to this is for the next time you wish to engage in any kind of sexual interaction is that you come at it mindfully and consciously and you come at it pure of heart and pure of body. If you have a tendency to go into sexual relations off your face, then that's something to look at. Often people choose that as an avoidance because they're terrified of intimacy or there may be some deeper trauma. Perhaps there's been trauma around um, sexual contact and so now the only way to feel comfortable is to be off your face. But that's not a way to enter into anything sacred, that we are so distracted, we're not present. And when we're inebriated in some way, we can't be a pure channel for what needs to flow through us we will be disconnected from our truth and our partner will feel that. So my invitation is for you to to really set the intention that you're going to step into this interaction mindfully through meditation before you meet this person um, with an open heart, a heart of love and knowing that what you are about to step into is sacred And if this person doesn't mean that much to you, if you don't view them in a sacred way, if you have no intention of seeing them the next day, if you just want to see them because they'll make you feel better or it's a distraction or it's something to do, then there's a really good invitation to just stop and transform that sexual energy into something else. Um, There is a podcast, uh, which is a call out to the masculine that I recently recorded that has a Uh, some guidance there on how you can transform sexual energy sexual energy is creative energy so if you're going out there and um, getting involved in sexual relations because you have this energy and you don't know what to do with it transform it create create with it and it doesn't just mean that we you know create a book we create a song you can paint you can hoover you can redecorate you can plant you can build there's a million and one things that we can create we can change the world with that energy or we can use it for a quick shag and I know which I know which I'd rather do and I know which is actually going to to benefit all of us in the long run my invitation therefore is to to go back and listen to this podcast because there will be things in this that you may not understand at first, but that will speak to your soul. And even if you just write down a few words and just keep them in your journal or just keep them around your, your space to remind you, sexual energy is sacred. How we use it can change the world. A woman's body is a gateway to the divine. A man's power is in how much he can honor the feminine and hold space for her. The beauty of the male and the female coming together is that he gives her the space holding that allows her to birth his greatest desires. And so they are equal, and they need each other in order to bring great healing and power and vision and the new into this world. And we desperately need that. We need new ways of being. We need healing. This planet needs that. 
And it will happen through a conscious, mindful coming together of the masculine and the feminine in us and then in our relationships. And if every person can start that journey, what an incredible planet we would be living on. For those of you that are interested in sacred union work, I offer the sacred union sessions, uh, which is available to um, to click and buy and purchase and so on, um, on the website. And um, there's also a sacred union uh, meditation and ritual that you can start with uh, immediately, really, which is simple but also incredibly powerful at the same time. So I, I would urge you to dive into those too. For those of you that are new to meditation or new to any work like this, then the free download section has an inner light meditation that's a really good place to start and an inner forgiveness meditation that's also a really good place to start um, and also an ebook on cleansing, protection and intention. So until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.